If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. You're listening to HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Washett, Nate Klaus. Guys, uh, last segment I said we got some glimmers of hope of college football happening with pro golf and Major League Baseball kind of announcing uh, maybe what their plans are going to be and Leave it to the casinos. They're not open right now um, anywhere really in the country that I know of. Um, so they're they're not making money. They're not um, you're not losing money to them. But they did announce the over unders um, for college football in 2020, and uh, this is according to Caesars Palace uh, or the Caesars Hotel chain. Um, and guys, for the Big Ten Conference, Nebraska set at six and a half wins. I think we've talked in length about this. The first seven games, Nebraska is probably going to be favored in six of them, maybe all seven of them. And then the final five, they might be dogs in all five games. It's hard to say. Um, but any disagreements with that? I mean, that's probably about where we all had it. I think um, I think all of us said, hey, Nebraska's probably a six to seven win team today. And that's exactly where Caesars has it right now. Yeah, and I, I think it all comes back to uh, if they're able to do what um, hopefully they're able to do in the first half of that schedule, then uh, that's where you stockpile your wins. And if you can sprinkle in, you know, one or two more, uh, then you're eight maybe. over the back half. Then yeah, then then you're well over. But um, you know, I mean, there's it all starts with week one. I mean, being able to win that Purdue game at home. You win that, suddenly, I mean, you're rolling into Central Michigan. You're rolling into South Dakota State. You got another home game against Cincinnati, and then your first road game is at Northwestern. I mean, that's doable. I mean, but again, it's kind of like last year, going to that Colorado game. We kind of looked at that as like that real tipping point game where if that goes the way that you you hope, it it sets everything up going forward. And uh, for Nebraska to get to a bowl game, those first five games will ultimately define what the season is. Yeah, and they've got to have major momentum heading into that final stretch run too because um you know I, I feel like if they do have momentum there they would have a chance to maybe sneak one or two sure. that they were not favored in um but yeah the six and a half line i think is is uh you know perfect i mean that's gonna get it's gonna get action on both sides i think that um because we've all said six to seven so six and a half i mean that's that's uh that's the line that's gonna get action on on both sides and uh, bottom line is it looks like Vegas thinks Nebraska is going to go bowling, which is a huge deal for the program. Yeah, that's the first step. Yeah, you guys look at, looking at the, the, the lines, there's five teams on the over-unders with win totals in the Big Ten over nine. Nebraska plays four of those five teams. The only one they don't play is Michigan. Uh, Minnesota is at nine. Wisconsin's at nine and a half. So those are your two favorites right now in the West, and I, I think – that makes sense. I mean, when Minnesota returns a ton off their great team from a year ago, 
Wisconsin's Wisconsin. Uh, they do play Notre Dame, though, in Lambeau. Um, so they do have a tough non-conference slate this year um, with that game on there. Ohio State, I think, has the highest maybe in the country right now. They're at over under 11. I mean, that, wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's, that's yeah. pretty uh, – I mean, Alabama's at 10.5, yeah. so I – mean. I don't know if anybody's higher than Ohio State. I mean, I, I haven't seen Clemson's number. If you guys could look up what Clemson yeah. is, uh, but I can't imagine Clemson's much higher than 10.5 or 11 either. Let's um, see. I got it right here. Clemson is 11.5. Oof. That just tells you. Wow. And, you know, the ACC is down. I mean, a lot of people think the Big 12 is a lower Power 5 league. The ACC, um, you know, is, is – to me, the lowest of the Power Five when you take out Clemson. I mean, the, the so that, that makes sense, uh, top to bottom. But Northwestern's at five and a half. I'll tell you which one I'm going to say won't happen. Indiana at seven and a half. I just do not see the Hoosiers winning seven and a half. And here's why: their strength coaches both left to go to Alabama. So right now, during this whole COVID nineteen crisis, they don't even have their coaches in place. Um, a full handle on what's going on, strength and conditioning. And I know no one does, but the fact that they're going to be going through a strength and conditioning transition during this, um, I don't know. I, I think Indiana is not going to be a seven and a half plus win team. Well, and their new strength coach is from the Giants, and the Giants have been trash, so <laughs> go figure. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't, seven and a half, that's a lot. I mean, to protect Indiana, a team that, you know, has barely, like, been able to get to bowl games. But the East history. is bad. Like the, the bottom of the East is bad. Yeah. It's a top heavy yeah. division, I mean, that's for sure. Yeah, you got Michigan State at four and a half. Maryland, Rutgers two and a half. Yeah, Maryland at three and a half. So yeah, okay. I can see that. So you just kinda naturally stockpile some wins there, but um What are their their crossover games is what yeah, will tell the story. I don't know. I don't have the schedule Well, they always have Purdue. That's yeah. a guaranteed crossover game. And Purdue's a um Purdue five. Said five. Yeah. So they're favored they're essentially getting four big ten wins automatically according to Vegas. And then their non-conference schedule, I'm guessing, is three. So they, they open at Wisconsin. Then they have Western Kentucky and Ball State at home at UConn. So, so they got so yeah, I guess that's doable. They're they're at seven right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I get the seven and a yeah. half because they have three non-con games. They're gonna be double-digit favorites in, and then all four Big Ten games. They get Purdue at home. They get Illinois at home. They got Michigan State at home. They got Maryland at home. That's a pretty favorable schedule. Yeah, so is. that, I'm sure, is where that line is coming from. What are we just sitting here questioning Vegas for, guys? Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Penn State I've nine. Learned, I've learned that the yeah. hard way yeah, way exactly. too many times. Penn State nine and a half, Michigan nine. Now, Nebraska doesn't play Michigan, but Penn State, that tells you right now, uh, Wisconsin and Penn State are looked at by the, the guys in the desert as the top, the next best teams in the league after Ohio State. Yeah, Minnesota right behind them. But, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, we, you talked about it. The West is going to be tough. But uh, clearly, you know, Wisconsin, even with losing what they're losing, I mean, their, their line's taking a hit. Uh, obviously losing Jonathan Taylor. Um, but, you know, those guys always reload. And then Minnesota, they've, they've got something going right there. So um, Nebraska's got its work cut out for it to get to six and a half. But, like I said, that first half of the schedule, those first five or six games, if they can take care of business, I think that is a definitely attainable number. If you could take the under on one of these teams and kind of <laughs> be uh, be happy to see that happen, who would it be? Mm. I think Wisconsin, just because yeah. it just kind of it gets old, you know. Just keep continuing to hear they do it, just like Nebraska used to do it. They just reload and <laughs> plug in guys and do whatever. I mean, it's just like okay, eventually it's going to run out. They keep losing assistants. They've lost some darn good NFL players, like. I get they do a good job of what they do, but uh, 
I mean, you would think at some point in time they'd have to have. There's a seven and a, five in there. Dip. Yeah, some sort of dip. What about Michigan? At nine, they open at Washington. I've kind of come full circle on hardball. I mean, I, I almost to the point it's like people are so hard on him that like I kind of want to root for him just because people just continually trash on the guy. And I get it; he hasn't lived up to the expectations. Mainly, he hasn't beat Ohio State. Mm-hmm. But Michigan's kind of stuck. They can't get rid of Harbaugh. I, don't, I mean, where would they go? Yeah. Matt, Matt Campbell? I don't know. Yeah. And so their schedule is okay. I mean, they're at Ohio State. They're at Minnesota and obviously at Washington. Um, so, But they do get Wisconsin at home. They got Penn State at home. So we'll see. I mean, that, that, that nine win I think is you know doable. But I, I don't know. I'm kind of over Michigan. Yeah, I'm over Michigan too. What, the thing that bugs me about Michigan is how well they recruit – but yet they're never, yes, you know they're never a, a, they're always like a top ten team in the recruiting rankings. But yet they're yeah. hardly ever, you know, in, in the, the top mid- twenty. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They have they, so much and don't do exactly. A lot with it. But yet they their clout never get never takes a hit. Really, it's their quarterback development too under Harbaugh. That was supposed to be what he was yeah. going to be good at. I mean, you look at what he did with Colin Kaepernick in the NFL and what he did at Stanford with Andrew Luck. And, you know, that was supposed to be his separating thing at Michigan. And he had to take Shea Patterson. And, I mean, that let's face it, that wasn't good. And, you know, McCaffrey um, and Eason and some of these big recruits, I mean, I, I still think McCaffrey can end up being really good there. Um, but Is he the starter? I mean, is that basically what everybody – I think he's the odds-on favorite to win the job. Because I saw something where he's already being listed as a preseason Heisman Trophy Dylan, candidate. Guy, Dylan, Dylan McCaffrey. Dylan McCaffrey. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I think he did pretty well when he got in. The William Hill Sportsbook listed, listed him among 40 Heisman Trophy contenders, putting him at 75 to 1 odds, wow. which are the 26th best odds overall. You worry about his concussion. I mean, that yeah, that hit he scary. took last year, um, if he got another concussion, I mean, it could be pretty scary. Yeah. We were saying the same things about Adrian last year, too. So, you know, you got to take all those preseason stuff for what they're worth. Yeah. Well, it's going to be fun. Yeah. It, just to have these numbers out at least gives you something to look at and kind of. And I don't think any of them are that far off. I mean, we look at the Big Ten, and I mean, I think most of us agree with the numbers. Iowa at seven. I thought maybe Iowa would sneak a seven and a half, maybe an eight. Um, but, you know, they're losing a lot. They lost their quarterback. They're losing their best D lineman, their best O lineman. Two of the best offensive linemen in the country. Yep. So you look at Iowa, I mean, they're kind of like Wisconsin, how they operate. But Vegas is saying that they do see Iowa dropping off this year. Yeah. But, you know, it's Iowa, so basically 7-5, 8-4. They'll get to go to New Year's Curtis. Day, Tampa Bowl They'll game. be in the Outback Bowl with the Bloomin' Onion, playing Mississippi. And, and everything's all right. <laughs> we'll get to see our friend Tom Caker's pictures uh, on the beach with yeah. his family again uh, in Tampa. Yeah. And that, that they get – I mean, they, they love it. I mean, I, I would love to go to Tampa right now. Oh, I'd like to go to a bowl game. A How bowl. about that? <laughs> Anywhere. Detroit. Yeah, let's start with – El Paso. I want to go to El Paso. I'm really mad the Big Ten dumped that. I wanted a trip to El Paso. I'm glad that it didn't happen when we were younger. We would have went to Juarez. Yeah, that could have probably ended very badly for us. So now that we're old and boring, we're probably a lot safer. Especially after I just watched the last episode of Better Call Saul. (laughs) Just don't watch Narcos before you go. (laughs) All right. Well, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk Nebraska basketball. They added another player this week, a transfer. Surprise. Robin's going to give us his thoughts on that and more. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. 